welcome to the Choose Optimism podcast. We're excited that we're recording again and getting these episodes out to optimist members and people that are not optimist members. If you've listened to us in the past, make sure you go on and give us a like and a follow and a comment there on the platform that you choose to listen to under the Choose Optimism and make sure you share with as many people as you can get them out there. I'm happy to start out with a quote today because this is what sums up our sentence of the creed that we're working on this time to look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true and the quote is i can't change the direction of the wind but i can adjust my sails always to reach my destination it's a fun thing to just to say hey if we can make things change and everything always works out for the better if we have a plan to get where we're going and i'm very pleased to introduce today's guest who like me has an optimist story that say she said saved her life I am on that page as well, but I'd like to introduce Nova from the Arizona district as a past governor, and you were governor in 2016-17, if I remember correctly, Nova? Yes, I think I wrote it down. I can never remember that. <laughs> they ask me at like past governor's meetings when we have to introduce ourselves, and I'll say, well, it was some time ago, and then and, and other people jump in with the, the, the date, so, but yes. I always remember my year as president of my Optimist Club as the year before COVID. <laughs> a couple of the things that I was so proud of, because it wasn't that we, we expanded our membership that year, except we had the very first club in the entire organization charter for 2016-2017. Uh, and not only did they charter, I was the field rep for them. And they were in, in Arizona, somewhere in Arizona. I mean, on the other side of Arizona. But um, I know that we got on the phone and we called and we said to um, Jim, and I said, we, we got our, we got our, we got our first club for the year, you know? And that was just so cool because it was like, I hadn't even thought about trying to do a club. But, you know, they just decided all of a sudden they wanted to charter. And I said, okay, let's go for it, honey, you know? But, um, and then the other thing I, I, we also had celebrated our 60th anniversary that year. So we made sure that everything we did was to highlight the fact that district had been around for 60 years. And we had gone through and tried to find every one of our members that had been members for more than 50 years. And at the time, Shonsky had little um, 50 year member pins. And we made sure each one of those people got a 50-year pin during our 60th year anniversary. Well, just tell us a little bit about your yourself oh. and your club, okay. and then we'll get into the next part of the questions here. Just introduce yourself so our listeners know who we're talking to. Okay. Well, I'm Nova Sype. Um, I am from the Arizona District. I am a member of the Marana slash Foothills Optimist Club. Um, the two clubs formed together about five years ago. Um, and we've just kind of kept on going ever since. Um, I'll tell you my Optimist story. I joined Optimist rather, I don't know how to explain it, but I was in the Chamber of Commerce in Marana, and um, I had been looking for something to do with, to volunteer, because I had always worked at the kids' schools, but the kids weren't in those schools anymore. And I mean, they, they weren't in school. Um, so... I was kind of looking around and uh, one day um, at breakfast, this gentleman stood up and he said, um, 
uh, he said he was with an optimist club and I, I was listening to him, but I really didn't pay that much attention because there was a hundred people in the room introducing themselves. And um, my friend Wally Smith, she was sitting there and after a while she came over and she said, hey, let's go to lunch. I said, okay, why, where? And she said, well, this Benny over there, Benny Benson said uh, he was inviting a bunch of people to lunch to his optimist meeting. So we said, oh, that sounded like fun. So we went over to this optimist meeting and we're sitting there and they read the creed. And that's what suckered me in. What's really funny was at the time there was such a big push to get members not valuable members, but members that uh, Benny had uh, inducted, I think, 10 people there that day, not me and not Wally. And so they were optimists, but they didn't know why they were there. And what was funny about the whole thing is Wally and I were never sworn in as optimists for two years. <laughs> and <laughs> so those of us that didn't get sworn in are still here. And anyway, we've just kind of um, we just started going through and learning things. And I'm a very nosy person. So if I'm going to give my time to something, I really, really, really want to know as much as possible about it. So I started asking people about things like the PGI, because it wasn't something that was discussed much in the district. And once I started working through PGI, um, I started putting my nose into places that, you know, if you, if you don't want to volunteer, you don't put your nose there because if you're going to ask about it, you might as well say, okay, I'd like to look at that. So anyway, that's that's basically my optimist story. Somebody asked me one time if I was never sworn in, how did I get an optimist pen? And I said, I bought one. You know, we go to, you know. Well, you know. presidents and club members out there listening, that's a cue that you need to induct your members into your club and give them their optimist pin. Because in my club, yeah. if you're not wearing your optimist pin, you get a fine. Yeah, see? So... But anyway, um, I, I slowly worked through, I can't tell you how many committees that I was on, um, did the ANA and then moved over into um, oratorical and um, I have a list someplace, but I just started, the only way to, to me to learn about optimism and the committees is just to say, okay, I'll be on the committee. And in Arizona, we never have enough people to have a committee. So if you're on a committee, you are the committee. So, you know, um, I spent two years, oh, I was DFR for a year. So I kind of worked my way through all of the jobs at the district level. So I'm working with Nick on the new um, marketing manual for the Optimist website. So I just kind of keep looking for new things to do and learn. And there's always something to learn in when you're in an optimist club, and I'm learning that and moving up through the ranks. And I'm enjoying every minute of it because if I wouldn't have moved up through the stuff I had going, we had never have thought of this podcast, which I don't know if I told you, Nova, was thought of in the middle of a field with a tractor in, while I was okay. in a tractor. So that's where this whole thing started. Um, you're, you talked about your club a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your club and some of the projects and fundraisers that you guys do, because I know that every club and that we talked to has a club project or a club fundraiser that they you know use to fund project that something is important to them well fill our listeners in a little bit about you know one like i said one of your projects or some of the fundraisers you guys do well right now our fundraisers are kind of not 
we had to kind of give up our big major fundraiser because the um, organ or the business that supported it wasn't going to be doing that anymore. And then we've also our our members got down very uh, low, and then we also hit COVID. So we've got a lot of little uh, fundraisers. The ones that everybody looks forward to, believe it or not, is our um, pizza parties. And we um, there's a chain of pizzerias called Peter Piper Pizzas, and they give us a whole space and we, you know, they give us a percentage of the sales, but where we get our money is we, um, we start collecting months in advance for raffle prizes that people might like. And then um, we sell our tickets. You know, we, when they come in to buy tickets, we don't, none of this one and $2 tickets, you know, we give you five tickets for a hand length off the roll, 10 $10 from your tip of your fingers to the middle of your chest and $20 for the whole arm, both arms. And what's interesting about this is generally we get the biggest person with the largest arms to do that. And then um, one guy, one time, he said he wanted one ticket from everybody that he measured them all for him. But it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't really give you any more chances. People think it does. But, you know, and then we just let them go. We take lunch bags and we put them around the um, the different um, raffle items. That way people can pick their own raffle items. We make sure that any kids that come in that night get raffle tickets. And we make sure we have kids things there for the kids to put in for. And when you see these little kids and, and they, you pull the ticket out and you read the number and their little eyes light up, it's like, okay, this is why we do this. Part of um, we do have two other things that we don't depend on our fundraising, but we depend on um, a variety of other people. There's a group of people and women in Yuma, Arizona, that um, they spend their summers on the road RVing for the most part, and they have to have things to do. So they sit and they knit and they crochet or they sew quilts. And then we get them here to Tucson. They have somebody from Yuma bring them to us. And we get them here from Tucson, and then we send them out into the world from Tucson. It originally started as a project for Ronald McDonald House, but Ronald McDonald House has a lot of people making hats and things for them. So we get them to the clubs that are up in the White Mountains that need caps for one of their projects for their kids up there. Um, and these are the colder areas. And then um, the YMCA, or yeah, the YMCA comes over. We've got a Santa's Helper program that we work with, and they get them and they put them in all of the kids' uh, gift bags in, at um, um, Christmas. And part of it, the reason these ladies got involved was they found out that so many of the kids in Yuma, especially the kids with cancer, had to come to Tucson to take uh, to get uh, treatment. And their parents and they wound up at Ron McDonald House. And um, we had taken the map that was on the Ronald McDonald House wall and we took a picture of it and you could see how many kids were coming in from Yuma and we sent that to them so that they had that to refer to. But, um, and then, I'm sorry, I'm on a roll, but uh, Monday we spent uh, a couple hours at a, um, it's called the Steel Cancer Research Center for Children. And this is what blew my mind because we were making a, a donation very little money goes to children cancer. Cancer money almost always goes to the adult cancers. And um, the doctor that runs this program was telling us that 
um, they have one of the top programs here in Tucson for bone marrow transplants to keep the kids from having to go through the um, problems with chemotherapy and radiation because that causes a whole bunch of life problems also. So uh, we, were, we were just kind of like, wow, you know? So anyway, I, um, that's, that's just kind of a small gist. We just kind of do whatever we need to do when we need to do it. Well, that's how most clubs are, but I mean, they also always have a specific project and yours, you know, going with the Ronald McDonald houses is a, is a pretty big, important thing to help these families. I know our, our childhood cancer, <clears throat> we just renamed ours to the Childhood Cancer Health and Wellness Forum. We just raised uh, almost $25,000 in a golf tournament that's going to be helping send families to Seattle and um, Salt Lake from our area. Wow. So those are very important projects that our clubs can do to help the, these families with these kids because childhood cancer, I've been told by the families we talked to, it's just like their gut gets wrenched out. And then in a way, these kids that we have, especially in our club, and I'm sure it's the same in yours, where those become our kids. And we always like to hear how they're doing and we get to meet yeah. them. And they, they are our kids in a way. And we're very proud of the fact that we have a great group that does that. Just, uh, and then you talked about your club, your club activities, but uh, why do you stay an optimist and why do you continue to do some, you know, do the things you do and why should new members want to join my club, your club, or just our organization in general? Well, <clears throat> part of it is, um, you know, they say that um, with the part of the, the new thing that says um, optimism, bringing out the best in yourself, youth, your community and yourself. And I do believe that's that it brings out the best in how we feel about ourselves. I mean, I can go to bed at night and think, yeah, I worked 18 hours trying this past day, trying to get like, we had a pumpkin race at one point where we actually put wheels on pumpkins and kids race them down. Um, but at the same time, I was tired. I was dirty. I smelled like pumpkin, but I could go to sleep with the thought that, um, I made a whole bunch of kids laugh that day. And that's, I, I always say the most beautiful sound you can hear in the world is a child's laughter. And no, I, I agree. And your, your club was way more hands-on than mine is. And I kind of uh, a little envious of that because we don't get to have that hands-on stuff like you do. Um, well, but I hope we change that. Yeah. And if you ever want to do a pumpkin race, give me a call because I've We'll tell you how to do it. It's yeah, I think that's a great idea because we've got perfect fall days. Hopefully this 90 degree weather in September in Montana is not really working for me. <laughs> Supposed to start and be cool off here. Yeah. Tell okay. us about your story that we were talking about earlier before we were on about uh, why optimism saved your life. Well, uh, the first story is um, I've been in the group about about a year and a half and we were volunteering at a golf tournament here in uh, Tucson. I think it was the Accenture, but it's a big, big professional golf tournament. And the uh, caterers worked with um, nonprofits in town. If we would work for them to get their, their food booths and stuff, they would give us money. And um, one of the other clubs needed some extra people to work because our club really wasn't interested. And I said, oh, I'll go do it. And um, I got out there that morning and I, I got lost trying to find where I was supposed to be, which is not unusual. 
And um, this guy came along in a golf cart and said, where are you supposed to be? And I told him and he took me there. And I'm just sitting there in this beautiful spring day, February, as a matter of fact, that's spring around here. And I uh, was sitting there and riding around this golf cart with my bottle of water and thinking, this is the life, you know. And he dropped me off where I should have been. And I put my stuff in the in the, the booth and I went to the ladies room, which was right next on one side. And I thought, well, I don't feel good. And I felt really, really, really funny. And instead of going back into the booth, I had sat down on a golf cart behind our booth. And somebody came along and she needed the booth, the, the golf cart. And she said, are you okay? And I said, no. So she went to the other tent over there, which was fortunate. It was the fire um, EMTs that always have to be on site. And um, I was having a massive heart attack. Um, and if I had been home, I wouldn't have, I would have gone because that's how befuddled my brain was. And I would not have made it through the day. I mean, you know, and because I was out there doing something for optimism, um, I just say optimism saved my life. And then the second time I always say that optimism saved my brain or my heart or however you want to say it, the year that I was going to be governor, that 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 August, um, the beginning of the month, I lost my son, uh, my adult son, unexpectedly, totally and completely unexpectedly. And all I could think of is I have I have to be at our convention because I have to step in as and do the things I have to do to get ready for my year. And I just, it, it put a different spin on how much time I devoted to myself to grieve because I don't like to grieve. I mean, <clears throat> my Andrew was a great kid and I miss him. And, you know, but I thought, no, if, if, if I can go out and do other things in the world, just, you know what I mean? It just got me through a major, major, major life event. And once I made that decision to, you know, keep Andrew here and Optimus here, it made it so much easier just to work through the day because I also had my husband was here, my brother-in-law who was sick was here, and my oldest son was here also. So, you know, it was just, it was just focus on something else part of the time. That's the reason I say that it saved my life. And, and, and tell you the truth, even when we have things going wrong, we just, my husband and I both say, we're having an adventure because we've had the bad things and now everything, unless it's that bad, it's an adventure, you know? So that's, that's why I look at the sunny side and I make, be optimistic about what's coming down the pike. No other choice. Yes, and I, I must say I'm very sorry for the loss of your son. That must have been an absolutely yeah. hard and tremendous thing for you to go through. But I'm sure that having the Optimist Club there, the positivity of the people and the positivity of being able to focus on a project to, to put your negative energy into a positive outcome sure made a lot of difference in both yours and your husband's life. Can I make a shout out here? Because Absolutely. That, that at, we, I had gone to or, uh, governor training in um, like February of that year, and I met Bob McFadden, and I probably always say Bob's name wrong because it's just Bob and Penny, um, and I had asked the district to ask him to come 
in August as our representative. And he was gracious enough and he and his wife came and I, we picked them up. My friend Wally and I picked them up in, um, in Phoenix and took them up. And those of you that know Penny know that we had to stop at every Starbucks between <laughs> Phoenix and, and Prescott, Arizona. <laughs> but those two were just so wonderful to me that weekend and my husband, because he had come up with my oldest son and they just, they were comforting. And, and that was the other thing that got me through the weekend was Bob standing there. And, and I know at one point I was getting all discombobulated up at the mic and he just kind of put his hand on my back and it's like, it'll be okay. We're, we'll get through this. And that was, to me, that was one of the most wonderless things from that weekend. Cause now it's a lifelong thing with those two. And um, I'm really glad now he's the, the big kahuna. <laughs> I am very excited to serve on Bob McFadden's team. I, uh, you have no idea how much forward I'm looking to this. So for those of you that don't know, Bob McFadden is our president-elect coming in starting on October 1st. And Bob, if you're listening, we're looking forward to being there for you because I can't yes. wait to serve on your team. I am very excited about all the stuff that he has planned and his enthusiasm to keep things going. Nola, I can't tell you how appreciative we are of sharing your story. And that's the purpose of this podcast. And I've said it a lot of times before is this is a grassroots organization where the leaders answer to the members. And this podcast is designed to tell stories about how people feel in optimism and to share ideas and projects that we're doing all across the country. So I cannot tell you how much we appreciate you coming on because it just goes to show that the small, the, the, the small people that they think they're on the totem pole as a club member have a lot of say and a lot of things that go and do in, their, in your local community and in your local Optimist Club. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's a good feeling, you know, it really is. And I just know that um, I, and my club is just great. I mean, we have some people from other clubs that moved to Arizona from California and they got hooked in from with us and they have brought in some really, really good energy and ideas. So it was kind of nice because we were getting, honey, we're all old and dated. And even though they're old as us, they're not dated and they had good ideas. <laughs> well, so you're young. I am actually one of, I am the youngest president to serve on my Optimist Club at 30, awesome. 30. 30 or 31, I was the youngest member. Yeah, honey, see? And I joined because I heard an ad on the radio. And I was 17 and they wouldn't let me join for a month and a half because I wasn't 18 yet. (laughs) So what does that tell you? It tells you that some (laughs) lawyer somewhere decided that they they couldn't have kids that young (laughs) were good. (laughs) That's why they had the Joy Club, but I did not know about those until it was too late. But luckily, my daughter is starting one and I'm very excited about that. So I'll have lots of projects to do. Can you share that story that you told me? Or do you not want to share it at this time? Which one's that? About your daughter. So when she joined the, when she went to the Optimus International Convention and the Joy Kids stole her from me and told me to go away. Oh, no. I was talking about the one about when she becomes president. Oh, when she wants to run for uh, Optimist International President for Joy, and she wants me to run for Optimist International President so we can do it together and be the first parent and child uh, duo. Yeah, I just think that's so positive and so wonderful. And it shows you what her focus is to do well, good. 
when I was president, I did not have a wife. Uh, there's a tradition in my club where the spouses write a letter about the, their president, the husband or wife being president. And my mom had to write mine for me because I didn't have a spouse. And my daughter was my right hand. So she has grown up in optimism. And it's the thing that we do together that keeps us both going through some pretty dark times in our lives, which that's a whole nother story. Yeah, optimism gets you through the dark times. It does. And if you're out there listening as a member, let just know that there's people out there that are listening and interested in your story and us here at the podcast that choose optimism cannot wait to hear your project or your story so make sure you reach out to myself or denise or you can email optimist international at podcast at optimist.org and if you're listening make sure you give us a like and a five-star review and on any podcast that you listen whether it's spotify itunes or something to that nature make sure you give us a review so we know we're doing well and we always start with a quote and we always end with a quote because it's like it's quotes that get uh, people thinking about how to, you know, different ideas turning in their minds. And I found this one to end it today. It's, it's a wonderful thing to be, to be optimistic. It keeps you healthy and it keeps you resilient, which just goes to show if you look at the sunny side of everything, you can make your optimism come true. I'd like to thank our guest, Noah, for being with us today. We really thank appreciate you. your story. Got to give a shout out to the best producer out there I know, Miss Denise Nancy, who's my producer and keeps this yakety guy in line. So like I said, <laughs> if you are listening, make sure that you give us a like and a five-star review. And please share this with your folks, uh, friends on Facebook or any other social media platforms. And if you're an optimist listening and want to get your story out there, please, please get a hold of us so we can keep making these and getting the message of optimism out there. This is Shane Newman signing off for the Choose Optimism podcast. Thank you.